there is a composer, he's 85 years old, Peter Shickley. He was uh, famous for creating, a, I think, an imaginary character, P.D.Q. Bach. Uh, he says he was the 21st son of uh, a Bach, Johann Sebastian Bach. And Bach had several sons that also became composers, good composers too. But this one is a complete farce. Uh, if he existed, uh, I think his career that uh, Peter Shickley talks about is, is completely farcical. And he wrote all kinds of uh, crazy music. One of them was an opera called The Stoned Guest. And I, I, think, uh, I think this is the opera that um, relates the story I'm about to tell you. Um, he has this opera in, it's a real tragedy, and everybody in it is, is in a bad shape. And so finally, by the end of the opera, every single person in the opera dies. And they're on the floor dead on the, in, the, in the stage presentation. And then he said because he didn't like a, a, an opera that ended so sad and tragic, he wanted it to have a happy ending. So everybody just gets up and starts singing happy ending. And that's how the opera ends, with a happy ending, although they were all dead. Um, that's not what this feast day is about. Gaudete, rejoice. It's not about a farcical happiness, something superficial, or we'll just slap on a, a happy day before Christmas. That's, that's not what it's about. It's meant to be a very deep and awesome, full of awe, spirit of joy as we anticipate finally a week before the, the, the feast of Christmas. It's meant to call us to a rejoicing in our anticipation. And I think it is, is a kind of uh, an expression of what, what um, uh, Richard Rohr, Father Richard Rohr, and many other uh, religious writers call liminal space. Liminal space is this place that we're in um, before something happens. It's, it's kind of like, it's not, we're, we're, we're more than thinking about it. We've gone way beyond that, but we haven't started it. And right before, um, the, the, I'll give an example. When I was ordained a priest, I, I went to the seminary for 12 years, and you know, you're preparing for 12 years, especially the last year or two, and it's quite exciting. Uh, but uh, here it is Friday, the day before my ordination, and uh, we're getting all ready. My parents are preparing a big feast for after the uh, ordination, and also uh, following the first Mass the day following that on Sunday. And the house is all prepared. My family's come down, people from Kansas. It's just pretty awesome. And, and my classmates are all getting ready, and there's such excitement. But we're not ordained yet. And even when we get to the church, to the cathedral the day before, I mean, the, the day of the ordination, um, we're not in the ceremony yet. We're not even lined up. There's this space, this liminal space where there's such excitement, but it isn't accomplished yet. Um, I'll give another example. I, uh, it's when a conductor comes out to play a great piece of music. This is the 250th birthday of Beethoven in just a couple days. So I imagine uh, everywhere they're going to be playing the Ninth Symphony. So here the conductor comes out. There's a huge chorus up there. These soloists come out. And he walks out and everybody's applauding. The lights are dimming. And they're, they're coming out getting ready. They're not backstage. It's not like we're not even getting ready yet. We're ready. And they walk out of the stage. And he stands on the, on the podium with his baton, like right here. And the music hasn't begun yet. That's liminal space. Even as he raises the baton, we haven't even heard the first note yet. That's liminal space. It's, it's very exciting. It, it's, it, it's open up. 
You're about to hear it. You're about to get it. Uh, after I said this last night at Mass, I noticed all the points of liminal space in the Eucharistic prayer. It's constantly going on, and it's filling the Word today. The first uh, one from Isaiah, this is the passage that was quoted a few weeks ago when Jesus got up in the uh, synagogue and they gave him the scroll and he, and he, he read this passage of, of Isaiah. And Isaiah is explaining to people that he's been called by God. He's been sent forth. He's going to do this work of the Lord. He's going to bring about through his anointing and through his call wonders for the people. And he uses an image of liminal space. He says, it's like a bride bedecked with her jewels before she's married. So we get the, the bride all dollied up. She's got her jewels on. She's got her dress on. She's her makeup. Her hair's been done. She goes in front of the mirror. Nobody sees her yet. Not allowed, especially her husband. And she goes before the mirror and she looks at herself and says, Oh man, you look good. But she's not yet been experienced by people. That's liminal space. In the second reading, again, uh, Paul is talking about the call. And he's saying, uh, put away, turn away from the evil things. Stop it. Begin to live anew. Realize you're graced. And, and in the call, it's, it's bringing forth from a person, bringing forth from us the goodness that we are. This liminal space is, is where New things are discovered where as we begin to live the call, there's a power that was not there before we were called. And even in the gospel, I, I guess I would say John, his whole person is liminal space. He realizes that he's not the prophet, he's not Elijah, he's not the Christ. He's the one who's going to point and say, look, get ready, here he comes. Ready the way of the Lord. His whole his whole purpose is liminal space. He's not somebody unaware. He's aware of who the Christ is and what is about to happen, this messianic moment. And he knows he's not that person, but he is in this liminal space, this inner space, where he's calling everyone to readiness. This is what this feast is about. We're supposed to pause, the church says, and not just be happy but to rejoice in the deepest way possible, to call ourselves to readiness, to call ourselves to realize what we're about to celebrate. It's a past event. It's 2,000 years old. But nonetheless, it, it is a moment in time that we're looking back to where God entered the world in human form, in our mortal bodies. The Christ came into the person of Jesus and entered the world so that grace would touch our world and all of humanity, humanity, all of it, would grace it and bless it and empower it in a way that was never before known. So in this liminal space of today, Gaudete Sunday, we're supposed to focus a little more clearly. Start saying things like, it's almost Christmas. Are you ready? Are you ready? Now, the truth is there's two ways to be ready. One is a worldly way, not bad, but it's, it's very material. It's getting the tree ready, trimming the tree, buying the food, getting the gifts, wrapping them. It's, it's a lot of hustle and bustle. It's a lot of expense. 
It's a lot of, of gathering together stuff to celebrate. And, and many Christians celebrate. They say that it's the, it, Jesus is the reason for the season. They get it, but they also celebrate Santa Claus and they give me gifts and all of that. But there's a lot of energy that goes into that. The spiritual is not so much a lot of energy. It's, it's a deeper awareness. It's a coming to see, coming to know, coming to appreciate. It's like the first taste. Again, it's liminal, but it's like, oh, that turkey looks good. Or, oh, oh my God, that cake looks delicious. The chocolate, my favorite. Oh, I can't wait for that first taste. And you put the fork in and you're bringing it to your lips, this liminal space. And then you know once you taste it and, and that moment, oh, Jesus, you can take me. I'm ready. <laughs> it, it's, it's an amazing moment. And the church is saying, don't miss that moment. Don't let your awareness down. Stop and say, we're almost there. So that when the there comes, we open our heart in joy. Deep, deep spiritual joy. That's the meaning. That's our meaning of Gaudete Sunday.